Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the February 10th game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, uh, you know, it feels like a little while since we've made one of these, actually. I know, it's when was weird. last time? Uh, well, Sunday, but we it just... We had a review, and this last, last game was... <sighs> when was the game before? Was it the Saturday or the Friday? Was it? Jeez, feels like it's been weeks. Yeah. But, uh, okay, we'll jump right in. Well, first things first, we noticed no Byron in the lineup, so... Yeah, how we do you had... feel about that? Um, it's interesting. I mean, Perry drops down to the fourth line with Armia coming back in. It may have been a bit of a cap move, too. You know, we get a little bit of cap relief if uh, Byron's on the taxi squad. But I don't think he was moved to the taxi squad. I think he's just a healthy scratch. Yeah, but cap relief for what, though? I mean, Well, just the way the taxi squad stuff's working now is every day that Byron is on, you accumulate kind of like a credit. Okay. And it's, I, I don't know the complete intricacies of it, but it is like, there's, that's why so, yeah, there might you saw like strategy. Suzuki was on it for a few hours today. It just yeah. like dropping, it just adds a little bit whenever okay. they can. But I, um, I mean, I like that line. I mean, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a well-planned line. So the line we're talking about is uh, Perry, Evans, and uh, Lekkonen. Yeah, that's a f- that's a just a hitting line, basically. Yeah. That has some obvious talent, like, skill-wise. But, you know, I think it's also the Leafs are not a particularly physical team. And Byron being the smallest guy on the ice, he's been having a bit of his offensive woes, too. You know, maybe it's just give him a few, you know moments here and there to kind of sit out catch you know catch up to himself a little bit yeah maybe watch a bit of the game kind of maybe maybe they're trying to keep him healthy too yeah I mean, well there could be like a nagging injury Byron has a history there and yeah i like it so far i mean perry especially looks like he's his in his groove and you know it's nice to see army back on the ice i mean like he uh that that dangle around three leafs players yeah was, he looks like he's back to yeah, himself poor guy got a high stick again but yeah which, we'll talk about that i mean like yeah we're gonna get one, into that you know there was blood, so yeah. his, his, his blood in his tooth, so it hit his tooth, and there's some weird rule that apparently it doesn't get called as a four minute, which I don't understand. Yeah, I think they just didn't check. Because... No, they they did, and it, the, the TSN analyst said that when it's the tooth, they don't they don't care as much. Oh, so it's like what caused him to bleed? It was it the stick hitting the skin, yeah. or was it the stick hitting the tooth hitting the skin? I know, like, like that's I don't stupid. Understand. That's the frog like... on the log in the page. Yeah, that's I mean, ridiculous. Like, I mean, teeth are pretty important. Well, yeah, and it's also so. just like. Why why draw that line there? Like, what happens if I hit the ring of your eye socket? I know. It's like a I, tooth. I don't understand, yeah. But I, I didn't really understand what the TSN analyst was saying. But he was saying that um, something about when it's the teeth that they don't check as often. And uh, Anyway. anyway it, it, was just... a, it was a bad call. But, I mean, that power play didn't lead to anything. That was, that yeah, was that really was, bad. That was brutal. We didn't get a shot. We didn't get a chance. Um, Again, we got Weber on the point. Hey? Yeah, like, Weber's got to stop like letting pucks he can't get past the line there. It's so bad. But so, it's also just we have to stop with these drop passes. Whether it's as we're breaking in over our own blue line, <laughs> we drop it. We drop it to about every player on the ice. Yeah, it goes like so we, we're playing uh, rugby out there. Yeah, like we everyone brings it about three feet and drops it back yeah. till it looks like a Russian doll. Coming well, it looks out like they're it. trying to do the uh, like the flying V from the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, but yeah. um you know i will we'll just we'll focus on one thing before we get back to the the weak calls there um first shot of the game josh anderson the man the myth the legend yeah, scores so again we have, we have two nine goal scorers now yeah and so, the league leader is 11 and last time i checked uh just going back to the domi trade domi i think has one goal three assists so four <sighs> points so you know that trade's looking good. Yeah, so far, so good. Now, all of a sudden, 
Domi and a third for Anderson doesn't even seem that high of a price. Like no. people were freaking and that out. contract all of a sudden looks very good. But yeah, and it was an assist from Druin, so that's another point for uh, well, Druin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he keeps his streak up. Um, it's nice to see they scored early, too. It kind of demoralizes the Leafs. Yeah, the Leafs are a team that I've noticed if if uh, you know if if they get scored on first, they have trouble coming back. Um, you know, minus no those yeah, minus those Columbus games last year in, in the bubble there. But um, they have low morale there, and uh, they're also not a team that you want to you know get behind on because uh, they're going to put up some goals. Yeah, they're going like to score. Not, so. You know, we got to stop. I was going to say taking weak calls, but. I don't know if we, we can't. Can. Yeah, we can't. I was going to say both Weber and Dano's uh, hooking calls were just soft. Well, Dano even went to the bench. He's like, couldn't yeah. be me. <laughs> no, it's, you know? it's it's insane to me what's being called, you know, so far. I can't I can't imagine, like, a player from, like, the Gordie Howe era coming to this league, like, the, where, like, fist fights were, yeah, like, the one, like, a body check. The one on Weber pisses me off, too, because you can tell it's an Austin Matthews call. That's well, like yeah, a, that's the, we saw number 34 go down, so obviously, yeah. because he's the best player to ever how skate. It, it, how, I mean, like, I found that was the almost embellishment. Yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 even if it was a actual hook, he shouldn't be being twisted around like that. Yeah, I know. Like it's just it's Weber had one hand on his stick and it yeah. got like between his two Austin arms. Austin Matthews the legs. same size as him. Yeah, it's not like he's a yeah. small guy. And yeah, and uh, you know we've seen a couple embellishment calls being made around the NHL, and I wish they would apply that to like not the grinders and yeah. the rookies. But it's exactly what we were talking about on Sunday. It's like they'll catch Dano's hook. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm doing quotation marks here. But they'll, you know, somehow just miss Army as bleed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like it just doesn't make any sense. There's no, there's no consistency to it, and you know, it, it's a bit, it's really annoying as uh, you know, one of these, you know, next period if we get two penalties like that again, one of them's gonna go in. I mean, well, the Leafs yeah. aren't statistically speaking. If we get two penalties a, a period, you know, the the odds of Toronto not capitalizing on at least a few of those power plays is, is well, yeah, and it's zero. Like ignoring the fact that we're a Habs fan and we do, you know, and it's against Toronto. It's like as just a, a viewer of a hockey game, like it's not fun to watch every three seconds the whistle blows on a soft call that yeah. puts the same five guys on the ice. Like, and I've said this before, it's like. I don't like watching the game as much when, you know, every time Anderson goes on the boards with someone, I immediately look at the ref. Yeah. I immediately, like, every time, like, Well, imagine how the players feel. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, there's, like, they're taking the physicality out of it, but, you know, going back to the game, what do you, what stands out to you right now? Um, well, Lines-wise, Okay, strategy. so the Jonathan Druin-Josh Anderson-Suzuki line is just phenomenal like they're they're just so good all the time and especially josh anderson like he's someone i notice on the ice absolutely every time you know on his goal there on the replay he threw a hit turned around got the puck skated up and scored that's what that's what i was gonna say is like you know druin complete you know 180 for me this year like i'm loving his play but like to even mention that druin got the assist there i find is like that wasn't a Drew and assist. That was no one assist. That was all Josh. Anderson. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like a technically he, an assist, yeah. but I know what you mean. Yeah. So like that, you know, that rings his his point total up. But you know, Josh Anderson, like you were saying, throws a great hit, bounces the guy off the puck, picks up the puck again, goes and just beautiful five hole. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. it's just he's so big and so fast that people are just not ready for him. Yeah, I his find speed every is time crazy. it's it's very surprising. Um. I like the fourth lines game so far a lot. Um, I would like to see a little more from the KK line. 
they're having they had a few good shifts, but you know, I mean, I think Armia is kind of like a half step back. He's just fresh into the lineup. Yeah. Um, the ta- the uh, Tatardano Gallagher line looks good tonight. They're yeah. gonna get one. Um, yeah, I they've think, had two or three chances. Yeah, now. and I think Tatar's due for yeah, sure. Yeah, Tatar's very um, We mentioned before the game starts, I still think Corey Perry's going to score a goal tonight. Um, defensively, you know... Not, Sherrod made that one mistake. Yeah, didn't... That, I mean, it was nothing just came happens. of it. Yeah, yeah, the all three lines look fine. Yeah. Um, the, the Kulak-Romanov line is, they're like, in a good way, unnoticeable. Yeah. And uh, Carey Price looks solid. Yeah, Carey. Yeah, Carey looks like he's in position. I mean, there was. Uh, I want to say it was Jason Spezza who came in there. He hit the post. Oh, when he went or kind of went around. Yeah, yeah he came I out think, a little like, too Carey far. Carey overcommitted there yeah. a little bit, but you know, uh, who am I to criticize? <laughs> <laughs> um, at the same time, though, the only big criticism, and this is going back to uh, my good friend Philip Deno. Freddie Anderson's on his ass in front I of the know. net, and he's still so. Unfortunately, we're keeping up with the Deneau At Chronicles. Least he hit yeah, exactly. But uh, keeping up with what I said, there's another 50k off. We're down to a 4.7 million dollar offer yeah. from me. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it sucks for for Deneau that like you know, the season's going this badly for yeah. him in a contract season. But you know, I hope that by the time we get to the end of the season, that like all of his big talking before with his contract, you know, rejecting 30 mil. I hope that doesn't end up just like completely demoralizing him. Well, or, yeah. Or at no, the end of the sure. season, he is he's goalless and he, you know. That, yeah. No, I, be, I uh, you know good for our our uh, our cap space, but like. Yeah. You could you could tell like whenever he misses those chances, like you know wide open net, Freddie Anderson he on knows. his back. They zoom in on his face and he's like in disbelief. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, that's the thing. I mean, like, look, just basically two things with that one. Um, it, it's important to say that he's made it clear that while he rejected the offer. Like, he wants to play here. Yeah. So I don't think it's just, like, him being money, money, money. Um, but the other thing, too, is when I say 4.7, I don't actually mean 4.7, you know, for anyone no, listening. Yeah. But, like, I started at the 5 mil, and I've been taking off 50K each time he basically has a, a like, surefire goal. So, you know, that's, that's six opportunities already that yeah. he's missed. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I want him to score, but like you said, it's, it's, much better for us negotiation wise and we wouldn't care if he didn't make this season about the offense exactly um other than that i mean i don't really think there's anything else it was yeah, a one nothing well, uh, period yeah one nothing period um you know leafs look a little slow i mean it looks like they played last night but they didn't yeah but you know we'll have to see we got an interesting week of hockey and we are going to be far less rested than the leafs so we better manage our fatigue properly maybe that's what they're doing with byron maybe the byron's going to play in edmonton oh maybe yeah that's a good idea and we'll check in in a second going into the third on a penalty and tied yeah and tied travis dermott that that wasn't a penalty it's another soft call yeah, Zach Hyman wrapping his tripped. own stick around it. They're gonna call hooking. I guarantee it or interference. They're not gonna call tripping. They're gonna they're gonna say it was either. I'm guessing interference. Yeah, I don't know. I just one. I I I wish Edmondson looked up at the clock a little bit there. Yeah, but just let him go. We wouldn't have made just it. Let him go. Yeah, no. I think that got called with like 0.5 seconds left or something. Yeah. Uh, you know that period. Wasn't great, but you know, it was enough. I thought, you know, I think you know Anderson's actually playing pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, we had our chances. We had our chances. So, did they. so I'm not, I'm not too worried because we're, we're at least producing. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We don't look like we're stuck in a rut. We just look like, yeah, we had a chance that didn't go in, which I'm fine with. I'd like to see a little bit more push all around. Um, That goal against the Habs, you know, that was, I'll, I'll say, for the most part, it was a team effort. But Dano not getting the puck out twice is, that's just unacceptable. Especially, like, that's his, like, true strong suit is defense. Yeah. That was just rough. Going back to that four-on-four, like, this is the thing that we've been talking about for a while, is whenever we're in this situation, be it overtime or four-on-four, for some reason we put out... Anytime the ice is open, for some reason we treat it as a penalty kill. Yeah. And, like, you know, Julien put out... You know, Dano and, and you know, even weirdly Gallagher, but they're in a defensive stance. Like, you know, Gallagher was kind of sitting at the top of the circle, so was Dano. Yeah, there was no attacking. There was no end. attacking, and they just cycled us for two minutes. Well, yeah, exactly. And, like, you can't expect, uh, you know, Gallagher, Dano, Weber, and Sherratt to be, you know, pushing against the Riley Dermott uh matthews. nylander matthews and then yeah. marner and Tavares come out and then muzzin comes out and then it's just you can't do that and look no, what they're happens just, they're they're cycling it through the crease and price is jumping side to side to side to side makes yep. like five stops and it's like you know how much more can you ask from the guy yeah, exactly and then it's just, it's just annoying to watch because like again we're we're great when we're on the rush and then the second we try and play cycle, we it breaks down. Like we have to just stop trying to force this cycle game. I know, like they, they like the concept, but it's just like it's not our strong suit. Yeah, but just imagine on that four on four, if we just swapped Suzuki Anderson and then also Edmondson Petrie. I know, like, and that if you notice, been... for twenty seconds, that's who was on the ice, and it was all in the leaf zone. Yeah, then we just got completely cracked there. But yeah, I don't know what this. Uh... You know, trying you know, trying to force this cycle, and it's just not in our in our uh, in our deck of cards. I, you know, I started to see it a bit more on the power play again. You know, like just cycling to cycle the puck, and well, like you I know, just early on to... in the early on in the season when we were super successful on the on the power play, you know, that's the that's why we were successful. Like we were taking shots, and we were you know feeding to Foley in in the slot, and. Uh, you know, now it just seems like we're just throwing the puck around the around the boards. Um, but you know, I'd like to see Weber sit more at the top of the circle again. Like that's where he was super super productive. But um, you know, it, they seem to have him back on the blue line, and you know, it's uh, it's tough, especially against a team like the Leafs, where you know we're, we know they're going to produce, and uh, you know, on the penalty, especially on the power play, but. If we're not producing on our power play, then you know that can be a big issue, especially on like those few nights where Anderson's really hot. Right, and just a little update there because I just saw it. Um, it looks like the call's gonna be diving on Hyman. So oh, nice. That's that's at least you know we can recant that a little bit. Nice. Um, Damn. That's what happens when you actually you know we talked about it before. They're cracking down like these things. It's too soft to not be a penalty. I know, like you yeah. could just tell. Well, he had one hand on a stick. Well, that's the I, thing. I the other hand was on uh, Edmondson's and stick. And it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I it just I knew it. it. There was yeah. something wrong with that. We also had a uh, a listener uh, message in and basically say that uh, he would swap Dano and KK 
in the third period. So get KK on that second line with Tatar and Gallagher. And I, I like that idea. Yeah, no, I like that idea. I mean, I don't think KK's playing particularly great tonight either. No, but better. But better than Dano, yeah. Like, I think it's more of a way to punish Dano rather than promote Kotkaniemi because I don't think Kotkaniemi's been playing great. No, but he's made games. his few little highlight, you know, not highlight in terms of, like, sports there, but highlight, like, I'm highlighting it, um, moves there. You know, small, small little smart plays that I just think he's in it tonight. And you might as well... Like what? Like, you know, when he's in front of the net having a battle, the, having the kind of, like, state of mind to make that little extra, like, change of direction for the puck that gave to Foley a good chance. I find he's making smart plays. But do he's, you want to break that lineup? Which line? To Foley, KK. Yeah, okay. because they're not... Like, nothing's come from it yet. There's a few good chances, but nothing's happened. I, I think all the players are playing well. I just think that... You know, even if it's a few shifts and you don't like it and you go back to it, I just want to see KK play with Gallagher and Tatar as well because that's where they were playing, you know, in the bubble. Mm. And uh, that worked out great. So Yeah, I'd maybe I'd maybe swap them out, see how it just goes. Just try it out. Just even try out Deno to Foley. I mean, I, I don't think long-term they're going to break up Tatar, Deno, Gallagher. No, I like, doubt it. Realistically, like, you know, we're being a little tough on Deno. Like, he, he is making a few more mistakes than normal. But... Um, you know, I think like we're we're over we're over punishing him just yeah, because it's, we're it's fair, but I mean, you know, like, like you're you're really really hawking in on him during the game. Yeah, and it's, it's just because like the because I'm know, watching him. Yeah, the media spotlight's on him right now, and you know he he's clearly not having uh, his best season. Yeah, but I I don't think um, I mean obviously this game I'm completely on board bump Cockney up. Yeah, but in terms of like long term, I think no, that Tatar the Gallagher line, I think like history tells us that line's a great line, especially since Tatar and Gallagher are still like well on pace. It's yeah. more just Dano kind of slowing the lie down, which can tell you a lot about like, you know, how much that line could be doing if Dano actually got his shit together. Well, but that's I it. think you know you have to send him a message, like you have to say like we can't give you these minutes if you're gonna play this badly. We're gonna bump Kotkaniemi after yeah, this game. Yeah, and you can't go the Tortorella way of benching him because that yeah. doesn't work. You just you gotta just like yeah, that's exactly it. Put him on the third line with Toffoli and Armia. That's not bad players to be playing no, with. But not. just shake it up. And also, it's good for Kotkaniemi too in the sense where like you know he'll get a little bit of taste of like top six and just a little bit of competition. Yeah. Or do you bump that third line up to the second line? I would I would shake it up only because yeah. both lines haven't really found their five. And on also, five I'd be worried giving Army of that right away. That's it. You know, it's it's just move the centers. You it's don't have crazy to, you know. to Foley's the third line. <laughs> no, I know it's it's no. that's just like a I I mean it's it's an unfortunate consequence of our depth, but it's also a strength. Yeah, that's you know, and uh, you know, hopefully Deno gets on board with that because I think he's going to. I think yeah. what's going to happen is if this team has success and he has a poor offensive showing, I don't think he's a selfish guy. I think he's going to see the future of this team for what it is, which is why guys like Edmondson and Toffoli and Anderson wanted to come here. And, and Jake Allen, I mean, he was traded, but he signed with us. I think he's going to see that and kind of, it's going to hit him. Maybe I'm not, you know, uh, Connor McDavid. Yeah. And maybe what I am is like more of a Miko Koivu. Well, yeah, it, you know, it, it just it, play defense. Yeah, exactly. It, it has to, you know, tell him something when, you know, the Montreal Canadiens are the number one scoring team in the NHL. And he's not producing. He not like, goal. When you go, you know, back to the negotiation table and you start saying, like, you know, 
I want more money because you need my production. And it's like, well, we clearly don't need your production yeah, we because need your defense. we're first in, in, in scoring in the league. We need your defense. Um, Which is know. why I just don't understand why that wasn't his bargaining chip. If I was his agent or him, my argument would have been, you have a Selkie-level centerman, mm-hmm. and I've been putting up 50 points. Yeah. Like, That's, you'll you get know. your 40, 50 points out of me, but, like, the big piece is, like, can you guys afford to lose me on the important penalty kills and the important face-offs and like that's where i or and just to like lock down the other team's main guys yeah that's where i don't understand why that wasn't his like negotiation i guess that's the other reason why i'm harping on him so much because he's not the only one who has a contract due but he seems to be the only one who was i guess unaware of his value to the team at the Mm -hmm. time yeah and i i also think you know I was reading an article in the Gazette today, and they're talking about like what realistically it is that Deno wants, and apparently it's you know slightly over what was being uh, offered. So it's not like he was asking for a ton more, which is like, you know, that could have been really bad. Like if he was asking for the seven, you know, mm-hmm. but apparently he was asking for just a notch above five. But Bergevin basically, with the cap situation coming up, didn't want to, you know, push it much above five. So at least it's looking like it's actually a manageable number and not yeah, something crazy. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah, so, you know, worst case scenario, Bergevin buckles and uh, we give him like 5-3 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which I'm okay with. Yeah, so we'll have to see. I mean, you know, we'll have to see how he plays in the second half of the season. But, you know, I we really can't afford to, you know, lose that depth down the middle, especially face-off-wise with how you know, week historically, this t- this specific squad has been on the face-offs without Deno. Yeah, exactly. So we'll catch up after the game. We'll see how it goes. But uh, high hopes for this third period. All right, another one. Yeah, it's a bit of a piss-off, but, you know, I, I don't see how that kind of effort, you know, in the third and, you know, even going back to the second, like, I don't know what they expect to really happen with that kind of play. I mean... You know, it's, uh, I'm getting a little bit, you know, I'm not going to sound the alarms now, but, you know, coming, you know, going back to those Ottawa games, um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to worry a little bit about the consistency of the offensive production. Yeah. It looks like we're, you know, like really, uh, struggling for a little, yeah. I, this would be an appropriate time to try some new lines. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, when, when it's one game, but, you know, now two Ottawa games back-to-back and this one where we're not scoring more than two goals, you kind of got to start, you know, trying things out. Like we said earlier, maybe the Kotkaniemi moves up, maybe get to Foley up there with, uh, well, I don't really want to break up the uh, the Drew and Suzuki Anderson line. the only one that's consistent. Yeah, no, that one I'd keep. But I'd, maybe I'd move just around, move the uh, centermen around, that's it, because the think... wingers seem to work well. All that I would do is I, I'd switch around. It's that middle six that I think is bugging us a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to swap them around a little bit. I don't I don't see why Toffoli should have every possible um, advantage to score. And yeah. I, I don't think he does right now. Like, I think he I think he needs to play with a bit more talent. Yeah. Like, Army is very talented. Kakiemi is very talented. But we need more, like, surefire. Yeah, we need a playmaker with him. Yeah. So I don't know how that how that would work, but well, just off the cuff, maybe, you know, Tafoli, Tatar, and Kotkaniemi, and then you have the third Tifoli line of Tafoli on the right, 
yeah, to Foley on the right. And then what you do is you put Army on the left and you get Army, uh, Deno Gallagher. Yeah, maybe. Just try something just to give it a little shake up. And, you know, it's, it's, it's doubly frustrating. There? I'm not sure, but it, it's doubly as frustrating when it's like these games where we're clearly the better team, but we just don't have that step up against the Leafs. I don't know it's what it is. Well, an 870, there you go. You know, Carey Price, this isn't a team that he performs at his best. I know, at. and, you know, that's, we were looking at it, you know, during the game, and, you know, Carey Price has played eight games now. He has three games where he's in the 800s, which is, you know, that's fine. I mean, that, that's, you know, well Expected. within expectancy, but two of those three games now are against Toronto. So, like, I, I don't see how he gets the start on Saturday. Like, yeah, I don't see, I, I don't see what the point is of that. You know, I, and, I see him playing tomorrow night, and then, you know, on Saturday night, you have to give it to Jake Allen, because yeah. Jake Allen is, by all intents and purposes, the best goalie in the league right now, because the goalies ahead of him in terms of save they percentage... They've barely played. They've barely played. you got the Curtis McElhaney's. You know, that guy doesn't play. you got Peter Mrazek, who's played, like, two, three games, and now mm-hmm. he's injured. He, you know, uh, Jake Allen has five starts. And, you know, he's a 940, and, like, against a team, like, we really can't, can't afford to lose to Toronto again. Like, we no, really we can't. can, so. especially in this, like, climate that we're in Yeah, right and now. I think you do, like, you know, I don't like these planned breaks with Carey just because, you know, I think, you know, he's playing okay this season, and, like, you know, he, he's obviously still very dominant, but I think it takes him a few games to kind of get in his groove, and when you mm-hmm. keep going, like, Carey Allen, Carey Allen, Carey Allen, it's just... It's all he's always starting from zero, and like mm-hmm. he, you know, I think if you play him tomorrow night, he'll be fresh and he'll be um, not fresh, but he'll be like, you know, he'll be broken in. And well, like, that's exactly. Yeah, but if I know you, what you mean. If you rest him for a few days again, and then he just gets to sit on the bench, and then all of a sudden you're going Saturday night against Toronto, and he's got to break in the pads again. He's switching up his gear. He's. It know. seems like there's there's a very fine line between he's done about rest every, uh, and reset. Exactly, he's done every about every kind of uh, equipment swap imaginable. Man. Now he's changed his stick, his helmet, his pads, every like combinatorial, you know, version of that. He's uh, he's know. done it, and I, I you know I think it's a bit in his head now, and I think you got to kind of let him work it out, and uh, you know. Claim in the West. Yeah, and I'd like to just see some more effort all around. You know, like oh, I just yeah. I noticed a lack of just there's no there there's no drive once we uh, we hit a certain point in the game. Like we used to play sixty minutes of hockey, and like I've noticed a trend in the past few games of like we've been playing about like twelve minutes. The last twelve we come out firing, but it's like what's like, you don't have to be down the whole it's, game. It's that it, I first noticed it against the first auto in the first Ottawa game where yeah. I said it at the end where you know the rush 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 at the, in the last five minutes when we're like guys you could have been doing this for the last three periods yeah well it's exactly it. it well it's exactly it. i mean it's not a great time for us to uh, you know switched up our intro for the habs goal song there yeah. but you know it's just like I I, I I thought just like we'd see more but drive. you want to know what though we really don't play well at home no do you notice like last year it was kind of like a you know, it, it, I mean, it was, a, it was a fact, like, we lost a lot of games at home, but yeah. I'm noticing again now. I mean, like, I don't know what don't it is. I, well I think maybe we get a little bit on, at, at times, I think the Habs could get a little bit comfortable, and that's when I get nervous. Like, think about it, Ottawa, like, did us dirty there. Yeah. 
You know, and like we're, right now, we're not doing very well at home. Like, yeah. Calgary beat us. Now I don't know what it is. It, it, it could genuinely be comfort and getting gonna complacent. It's going to be interesting to see how we play, uh, you know, on this upcoming road trip because Edmonton comes here, right? I'm not 100% sure. That would make sense. Yeah, I think, I think Edmonton's coming. I don't think we have coming. to be in Edmonton tonight. No, no, yeah. So Edmonton's coming here, so we'll play them tomorrow, and then, uh, then we start heading out for another road trip. So, you know, we play in Toronto Saturday. So we'll see how we play because when we played Toronto the first time, it looked very different than that. Yeah, I, I just found like we looked like we were out of it a little bit. And it was very similar to the Ottawa game, just like kind of going through the motions. Yeah, and you know, I I hear a lot of other, you know, commentators talking about fatigue and stuff like that. It's like everyone's fatigued. Well, that's the thing. It's like, like everyone's, everyone's fatigued, doing and the like, same schedule. And like we shouldn't schedule. be you because I mean? we're, we're the di- we're the quote-unquote deep and young team. Yeah, our average age is like 27.1 or something like that. Yeah. We're a very young team, younger than many other team, most other teams. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not like this is a schedule that was built just for the Habs. It's like every other team in the NHL is going through the exact same thing. So you can't just blame everything on yeah. fatigue. And, you know, there's not much fatigue to, to worry about now. It's one, we're, we have five lines, okay? So if, if people are, you know, that fatigued, they swap can in pro league. Yeah. Swap in and, you know, you can swap out these guys. And one thing I will say is that I, I know it was a strategic move of some kind. I hope if it was an injury thing, they haven't said anything. But I missed Byron's explosiveness yeah, tonight. Lot. That would have really yeah. helped. Yeah, I missed it all. I missed Byron a lot tonight. And Perry I think... Perry looks like he needs to go back to the taxi squad for a little. You know, he's yeah. doing his job. I thought he had a few good chances and looked his like his energy he was due, doesn't look like. But he's he just there. looks like he's kind of you know he, he needs a little break. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's uh yeah he looks like he's a bit you know worn down. Yeah. Uh, you swear where, he was 58 years old, but he's 35. Yeah. That, you know, that's what those guys are there for. Like, you yeah. just swap in for leak, swap in Byron. Um, you know, I... And, you know, obviously, you know, Jesse and I, like, we're not, you know, we're not... We're both not NHL coaches, but Claude Julien comes up with some funky lines. Like... Yeah, Toffoli, Deno, Gallagher. Like, what on... that? That's literally nothing. The, nothing could be worse. <laughs> nothing could nothing be worse than that. And, like... You have two... Well, Gallagher's a sniper in quotations, right? Yeah. But he's a goal scorer. You got to fully goal scorer. Then you have a struggling center yeah. who can't seem to produce anything. It's like, not, yeah, you have a defensive-minded center with an agitator and the league's not like top three goal scorer. Like, yeah, you're just it's you're you're putting him out on an island because he's yeah sure to fully drives the play a little, but like he needs someone just feeding him. Yeah, clearly, it's, like it's know, a ve- that's a and, very easy decision. Yeah, and you you pair that with a guy like like Gallagher, whereas, like, if you look at his stats, you'd assume he's a sniper, but, I mean, he's, he's not. I see he's a grind, yeah. he's a grinding player. He's a grinder player, but, you know, another thing that, that troubles me on that line, though, is that, like, Toffoli's not going to get passes from Gallagher. No. Gallagher will shoot from the trapezoid. Well, that's the thing, is you're kind of... He'll shoot ha- from behind the net. Well, that's so it. Like... You're, you're handcuffing Toffoli, and then you're also taking the guy who drives the play, which is Tatar, off that line, and you're putting him onto a line with Armia and Kotkaniemi, who both carry the yeah. puck, like so they don't need a guy who carries. They need someone who will bury the puck, and it, I don't know. It just I found it a very weird choice, and I understand your choices are limited. But if I'm if I'm just making it up like on the spot, and this is what I mean, like how it's not a hard decision to make. But Kotkaniemi, if you really want to shake up the lines, okay, you go Druin, Suzuki, Anderson. That's locked. They had a goal that night. You keep it first line. 
Second line, Deneau's not playing well. Kotkaniemi's center. Who plays well with Kotkaniemi? You're going to have, okay, fine. Maybe you, you argue Toffoli and you argue Armia is not working perfectly. You go um, uh, Tatar Toffoli, like we said. And then let's say you really are uncomfortable having Armia out there with Gallagher and uh, Deno. Bring Lekkonen up. And yeah. then all of a sudden your fourth line is Perry, Evans, Armia. And oh, look, you have a fourth line that actually plays well. Yeah. It's just shake it up, like, but make it make sense like yeah. a little bit. Make it make sense and... You know, I think uh, this was a bit of a learning opportunity for the for the coaching too, because mm-hmm. like we really have to learn special teams wise how to deal with these four on fours because yeah. they absolutely punish us every single time. We also like, need to learn how to score. Toronto five on, six on five. Yeah, Toronto did us you know dirty and OT in in the in you know January thirteenth. And now again on on four on four they buried again against us and like yeah. Claude Julien is I don't know if he's making the calls for special teams, but he definitely has the Kirk veto. Muller. Maybe it's Kirk Muller, but you know I I don't understand this like turtle shell and just wait no, out I, the four on four. It's, it's, it's like, almost like they they're just yeah they they you know, think it's a neutralizing effect, but, but it, it's, it's not. Like, it, you know. I understand the turtle shell if you're like a Dallas, for example, and you don't want to like be again. You you're not a skating team, and you don't want to like. Well, I would understand you know? it if you're playing against Dallas. I would understand neutralizing it by pl- saying like, okay, we're playing a highly defensive team. We don't have to put a high octane out because they'll beat us on their off chance. I don't agree with that logic, but I I see it. But if you're playing the Leafs, neutralizing the Leafs' offense is by scoring, yeah, not by it, defending. Yeah, but it it's also like the. You have to think about four and four as in like uh, there's more ice, there's yeah. more room to. It's the skate. same game just opened up. Yeah, so you you need your skaters out there. Yeah, like, I, you need I, to be able well, to skate. So it's like it, you know, if you're playing a Dallas and they can't skate, you know, put out your best skaters and you'll you'll skate better than them. You'll do what Toronto just did to us. Right. No, and you know? I agree. So I'm like, saying I agree with that. I'm yeah. saying I see the logic for yeah. the others, but it's like it, it's so simple that like when we're going it's into like the logic over... doesn't even work there. Because it's like if you're if the team you're playing doesn't skate well, you want to skate better than them. You don't want to go down to the lowest common denominator. Well, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. But it's like I don't. I, that's why I don't understand why like Gallagher would be out there. Like Gallagher is like one of the worst skaters on our team. And it's well, like, yeah, that, that's exactly. It's why it doesn't. And work. it's not like it was a change. Like this was off a whistle. This yeah, was no, off no, the it, first it was a, it was a the, planned line. Yeah. So I, I and don't get you know it. I I don't know. Weber too. Yeah. Well, like, no. We seriously. put out our worst defensive skater, our, our worst defense skater, and our worst off offense skater. Yeah. It's like I you know it could literally couldn't be worse no exactly it was just very clear that there was two things they had in mind they wanted to have good lines after the four on four and they Mm. also wanted to have a defensively sound four on four which is like yeah if you're going to treat it like a penalty kill it's going to become a penalty kill yeah but look and it's again it's in the past um (laughs) no there's nothing else you could say you have to move on from it there's another game in 24 hours less but, and you know, you move on from it, you gotta learn. You gotta, exactly. You you have to kind of move on in the sense of, like, move on from everything that's been the past few games. Start scoring goals again. Start, you know, being a high-octane offense with a high speed. Like, just, just enough of this dump and chase. We pulled the goalie, and then we had a dump and chase, and no one chased the puck. Yeah. We sh- we gave it to them. That yeah. that whole sequence, we gave it to them. And it's just so frustrating to see, but... I, I find we're, the last few games at least, we've kind of fallen back into old habits of, one, on our power plays, like, our power play looked so promising, like I was saying, the center second intermission, 
and then all of a sudden we start doing this this bullshit cycling again like it's like we're yeah. not that team like no. we're not that team because like, we, we don't want to be <laughs> we we can't cycle the puck and you know you can cycle the puck all you want but like you know you ra- you wrapping it around the boards four times in a row isn't going to score like we, yeah. we wrap it around the boards f- like four cycles and don't get a shot off and then it just goes over whoever's stick yeah no that's you know? it it's like do what we were doing at the beginning and what we were doing at the beginning is we were planting a guy in front of it right in the slot yeah we give him a short pass and he just shoots and then we go bury the rebound yeah and if that doesn't work you reset it you like sure you can try and set a play up but don't pass it back and forth until you get that easy tap in it's yeah, never gonna exactly. happen the and teams this, know it's coming exactly it, it, it they know it's nuts. coming every like, single time and it's very predictable and enough of this russian doll breaking i know <laughs> where it's like you oh, have the oh, first guy oh oh, yeah. back, oh back it goes no, oh honestly, back it goes and then ridiculous. all of a sudden it's they're just like all of a sudden Nick Suzuki's passing it back to Carey Price at one point yeah. to start the rush. <laughs> Carey's coming up as the last yeah, fucking God. Russian doll. Honestly, he's, he's coming up the center. He passes it back for the la- for the for the defensive change. Yeah, Weber goes off. Petrie jumps on. Per- uh, Carey dumps it back down. It's yeah. like if you if they just sit in the neutral zone, it doesn't matter. I know they don't you have can, to move. You you can have a thousand Russian dolls in there. Yeah, you can do it all the way till. Uh, you know, our power plays running with, uh, you know, whoever the hell, Kulak or something. And, like, uh, you know, they'll just sit in the neutral zone and wait for it. Which because is what they do. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything because we, we don't bring it in. And when we do dump and chase, no one chases it. Well, that's exactly you know, Like, it, it doesn't matter. Which is so weird to talk about that and say no one's chasing the puck because that's their whole game. But anyway, um, 4-2 loss. It's in the books. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new game. We got a, you know, I I'm a little nervous uh, too, just because uh, we've gotten quite a quite lucky in the uh, McDavid Drysaitel lottery. Yeah. Uh, in our last few games against them, I don't think I think they've been pointless against us. Yeah. And uh, Connor McDavid has 27 points <laughs> in 11 games. <laughs> in 11 games, so uh, you know he's almost. You know, he's getting up into that three-point-per-game range. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... It's the only thing that's working for us in terms of that argument. Though, and you know, he's and the you know, only one who's And you know what's scary, too, though? Because Dreisaitl has 24 points. Yeah, they play... You know what's scary? Separate lines? <laughs> no. Is the last game, they had zero. Yeah. They each um, had zero. They're due. And they won. So, it's, uh, you know, McDavid, uh, you could say he's due for around six points tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dreisaitl, you know, four... Four or five. Yeah, but you know what? We had a bad history against the Leafs that held up, so maybe they'll have a bad history against Montreal that'll hold up. Yeah, and you know, if we're going to play the statistics game, I mean, Edmonton won the last game, so yeah, they're due for a loss. Anyway, guys, we'll uh, catch you tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at Habs Puck Drop. We'll see you next time.